So welcome to the Long Overdue Podcast. You are here today with me, Dawn, yay, Pat, Chris, and Denise. And we are here to talk about our favorite music. Why are we talking about music today, Miss Dawn? Because I like music. Well, well and in addition to that, it's <laughs> Libraries Rock, summer reading theme. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so... Exciting stuff at the library. Mm -hmm. We made a bunch of instruments yesterday. Yes, we did. Probably and all those parents were so yeah. excited that their kids were coming home with loud, noisy things. <laughs> True. It's crazy. And guess what? If they finish summer reading, they'll get more. Yay. <laughs> There's an incentive. Right. <laughs> Budding, Budding musicians. musicians. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. All right. So... Let me just say, my favorite music has changed over the years. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, have y'all experienced yeah, that? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay. I was telling Chris the other day that when I was growing up, my favorite music was rock music. I mean, you know, okay. not like hard rock, classic rock, that kind of stuff, just whatever, uh, 80s music. Yay. But then when I graduated from high school, I don't know, I was going through this phase and I started listening to more country music. Hmm. So, okay. that was... Um, Around 1990. And so the 90s, I didn't really listen to a whole lot of rock music. Hmm. So I don't know what was popular. You know, it just mm -hmm. wasn't as important to me. So I kind of missed a decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I missed two or three. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So you remember when we talked about the 80s mm -hmm. that I didn't contribute anything about music? Yeah. Because I didn't know. Yes, because we were asking about... Right, and uh, I don't... Yeah, I, I might know a few names. Probably mm -hmm. couldn't tell you what they did or what they sound like or who they are or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which... That happens. I think that happens to everybody. Well, and the thing is, is I really like music, but my son will say, Mom, do you like blah, 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 this song? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Sing it. Mm -hmm. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know that song. Yeah, I like mm -hmm, that song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know all the artists, and I don't know the names of all the songs, mm -hmm, right. but it doesn't mean I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to keep up with. It, it is. is. Yeah. And if you don't listen to the radio... I'm surprised that the radio still exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I listen all the time. To yeah, the radio. me too, but not to music. I never listen to the radio. Never. Really? Never. So, is there a radio station oh. that plays music you would listen to? Chris? No. Okay, that probably is why. Yeah. Not huh? really. I mean, they might. There might be some <laughs> some radio stations that play something that's in the style of something uh -huh. that I might like, but it's probably not something I'm really into. Okay, so how do you listen to music? Um, I usually use my. Kindle, I use Spotify most of the time. Okay. Um, if it's a, like, I used to use an iPod, mm -hmm. but I found that it was too much trouble, to, like the transferring and stuff. It's easier oh, yeah. To just, because that I just get on there. Apple. And I just download it. and Right. But I still buy, I even though I pay for Spotify, I still buy the music from the artists I like. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'll still listen to sense. it on Spotify. Just yeah. like checking out a book from the library and then going and buying a copy because you love that book so much. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I would like to listen to more music from my phone. 
but I don't I I don't know a whole lot about that. Use Spotify. And yeah. I don't want to use okay. downloads. Spotify. Stuff. This is the time where you should give Chris and me free stuff because we're about to talk about <laughs> Spotify a lot. <laughs> And how much we love Spotify. And this is not, we are not officially sponsored in any way by Spotify. Not at all. So Spotify does it And I was worried about mentioning a couple radio stations. So go for it. Go Jack FM and 98.7 K Love. Okay. I do love Jack. And. And here's why, because uh-huh. I can listen to it for 20 minutes, and out of that 20 minutes, there's at least 10 that I recognize. Uh-huh. Yeah. And probably, if my kids are with me, there's at least 10 that they recognize, and it might overlap and it might not, but okay. give it a while, and you'll find something you like. Yeah. So I've, I've been in the Austin area, and they have, I, I'm sure it's the same people and the same idea, but it's Bob. You okay. know, it's the same thing. Uh-huh. And so they <laughs> play a, a different, little, yeah, it's a different name. one syllable I name. I really like Jack, Jack a lot Jack, better. Bob, whatever. Bob yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. But anyway, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Where I go get my hair done, mm-hmm. they, they're usually playing Jack FM. Okay. Because the owner is like a Beatles fan, that era, mm-hmm. and she's got people who are one generation younger and two generations mm-hmm. younger, and there's something they all enjoy, and they they all deal with it. Yeah, probably not anything you would like, Chris. On Jack. Yeah. Sometimes they play eighty yeah. stuff, don't they? Yes, yeah, they do. I, guess they do. I guess they do. I guess they do. So it wouldn't be yeah. like today's stuff you mm-hmm. would listen to, but it would be stuff you would listen to. Okay. Okay. Sure. Every now and then. So if we were going to have music here in the library playing all the time, we could probably all agree on Jack. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, okay. we probably we two yeses get, and two I guesses. I mean, but we'd it never probably do wouldn't that, make so us murderous matter. or anything. I would probably like that. prefer. Yeah, I, I would prefer <laughs> Spotify because it's play on demand, uh-huh. and you can build a playlist that's designed by us. So we don't have to listen to what other people pick. We could just build a big, long library playlist and mm-hmm. include a little bit of what everybody wants to listen to. Mm. And there's no randomized. I mean, you can still have it shuffle, but there's yeah. no, you know, you know, you, you don't get a dud. In you kind of know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the duds may be what somebody else picked. That's true. That's true. But right. you know, because that your stuff is in there too. So. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So did we do this yesterday? We talked about doing this yesterday. Chris did it yesterday, but. We just got busy and didn't get it. Yeah, I got so busy setting up everything else, I forgot was, to play the playlist. There was a playlist, but we didn't I put play it. together. But yeah. it was in our heads, like yes. the playlist going. Yeah, yeah Chris I, did an awesome job. I don't know how many songs you picked. I think it was like 19 or 20. Oh, okay. wow. We were going to play it during the summer reading kickoff mm-hmm. and all that because it's Libraries Rock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just got busy with doing everything and we didn't get it set up. Maybe we can share it with our listeners or something. Yeah, because oh, cool. we did make a Spotify okay. playlist. Awesome! Yeah, yeah. I made. I took a really, a really long time looking into all the different songs and making sure that they were appropriate for family. That's true. I remember you know family events and stuff. So, which is a whole nother, uh, I think, episode of euphemisms and Uh you know all that. That's gracious. Yeah. So we we talked about this all week. I think as we were talking about music that Mm -hmm. oh you know I love that song. But then I listened to the words, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about, ah! Yeah, you know, it, and you, yeah, you sing it all your no life, idea. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my word. <laughs> I, 
didn't know it meant that. <laughs> wow. So. So anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spotify. Yes. You can download the app. You can also do a free account. You don't have to pay for it. App. Free. Yeah. Okay. You could log in using just your Facebook page without actually having to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I can sign in on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Or make an account using your email address and so forth. And then it'll... Then you can just start so going is it, and picking, like, the the thing I like about Spotify is you can be like, oh, I love this artist, and then, you know, make yourself a little playlist or something, and then after your playlist is done, it'll say, okay, well, now we've gone to, like, a Spotify radio, and it'll just start playing songs in that same vein, oh. so that's how you can discover new things. So okay. a little bit like how Pandora does, mm-hmm. so yeah. you can either have a do play on demand, or it'll build a related playlist mm-hmm. so why why spotify versus pandora because it's play on demand if you but yeah that's only for subscribers the right? thing that i like about spotify and i am not paying for spotify mm-hmm. is that when an album drops it's on spotify mm-hmm. that's true and okay. i can listen to a whole album mm-hmm. right then when it comes out okay and so for the free? like yes mm-hmm. the free and so like but for you what it does is it just shuffles it just it. shuffles it right okay like it it won't play from song one all the way right. down and you can yeah. build you can build a playlist with the songs you want to hear but you can't yeah. cl- just pick a song and just play that because it'll just shuffle as where with the subscriber you can play like you click on a song and you can listen to that song right mm-hmm. then and you can put a playlist and say this mm-hmm. is number one this is number mm-hmm. four yeah, and it'll play in the order okay. you put it but still mm-hmm. that's pretty dang close yeah you can listen to a whole album. Yeah. And it's not going to throw in anything in there that you don't... Not until the songs are done. Right. Not until all the songs are done, and then it'll start doing... Okay. Start so what it thinks are similar things. Yeah. Okay. And what? for the most part, it's right. Yeah. Like, I haven't listened to it and been like, why would you pick this song? Mm-hmm. To-? Mm-hmm. So for the most part, I'm like, who is this? This is really good. And it reminds me of what I just listened to. So I'm driving in the car. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to Spotify. Do you have is an auxiliary? Going, I do and have an say, auxiliary. You just is it going to it? eat my data? Well, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's Unless a, you okay, download that's the because there's a download option, and right. if you have for the memory everybody. on your phone, well, I don't know about for non-subscribers. Probably not. Mm-hmm. If you have a subscription and the subscription's like ten ninety nine a month or something like that, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, you can download it, and then you don't have to use data. You can just of course, you might want to make sure that it's not, it's actually playing the downloaded one. Yeah, and not, you know. yeah gotcha. But yes, you can do that because that's what I do. I just download it. And then I can so, it what about Amazon Music? How does that? I think it's. Do you know anything about that? Not really. I don't really use that. Mm-mm. I think it's kind of similar. I, I, I think so. I think it is kind of similar. Um, but I think Amazon really likes to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, there's yeah. going to definitely be more of a paying option like yeah there's some things that they might be like oh listen to this for free with prime Mm -hmm. and then there's other things where it's like well see and that's the thing listen to this with prime that's not free because you're paying for prime you are paying for prime right so i don't know i don't use it so okay i'm just curious (laughs) i I know there's so many options out there there are i use one thing and it works for me yep and i like it and i'm sticking (laughs) to it (laughs) and you know they have some really they have quite a great variety of things on there 
Yeah. Like, you can find some pretty obscure stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, you can find some local bands that... Really? I'm just like, oh, I'm going to check on Spotify. And Mm -hmm. there they are. Yeah. Wow. Like, this guy, we we got... um, It was a street artist in Denton one time. And, and, you know, he stopped us and we bought some of his artwork and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I do music, too. And I'm on Spotify. I'm like, sure enough. I went and looked him up. And I'm like, there he is. Spotify. You know? Yeah. yeah, He might have only had, like, like 200 listeners or something like that. But he was on there. Yeah. (laughs) Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Hmm, Okay. And then, but it is sometimes disappointing the things that aren't on there. So you just have to find another avenue. Yeah. But most of the stuff you can. It's like a lot of other things. You know, it's like Metallica getting upset about Napster and Taylor Swift getting upset about Spotify. Yeah, but Taylor Swift is on there now. So. Well, I guess she got over it. Yeah. I had heard that she was going to like set up her own music streaming service. Mm. That. <laughs> I, I bet she thought she was. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I guess that I guess that didn't pan out. So. All right, so anyway. yeah. <laughs> so, what do y'all like? What kind of music? I feel like we've answered this question a lot already. Have you? I feel like we have. Well, I like a lot of variety. Yeah, I think I like a lot of variety. Yeah, you think it's variety. Well, you know. <laughs> do y'all like country music? No. I like, and I I know for sure I've said this before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. I am bad at listening. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the kind of country music I like mm-hmm. is the kind of country music that's um, typically kind of dark. And so I don't like country music that's about how much you love your truck or. So Folsom Prison Blues is kind of <laughs> up your alley. Huh? Yeah. You know, like I don't. I also like Johnny Cash. I shot a man in Reno. I like country music that's, you know. Oh, like um, Dixie Chicks. The, what? Um, mm. <laughs> I wouldn't classify the, that as dark. Oh, no. no, but wait, wait. It gets better. What is the name of that song? No. <laughs> Earl. No. Nobody yeah. likes that song. Nobody likes that song? <laughs> Somebody likes that it's song. About, it's about killing. <laughs> it's dark. But it's all upbeat, and you think it's fun. It's a ridi- it's a ridiculous. And then you listen to the words by a ridiculous band. What? Oh my goodness! Well, okay, I am not going to call your music ridiculous. No, you can, you can. <laughs> He's care. okay with that. It's okay. I, 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 you know, I. If I've, everybody else didn't think it was ridiculous, it wouldn't. I yeah. Uh, give I, him quite I fully so much accept joy the fact like that it. not everybody's going to understand it, and and some people are going to think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That just comes with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I like black metal. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite genres. I still have not listened to it. I can build I you just, a playlist. I don't think I need a so whole there's playlist. A, there's like a, a whole black genre. metal basics. <gasps> yeah, do a black metal basics. Yeah. Called Southern Gothic oh, music. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Gothic Americana mm-hmm. or Southern Gothic music. Wowee. So the top dark country artists. I would, this is, Ooh. this is crazy. Let's find <laughs> You're out. like, really? this is a thing that exists. Yeah, oh this is gosh. a thing. 16 Horsepower, The Woven Hand, Robin Coffin Shaker, of course. Uh, let's see. Mark Sinis, Ninth House. I've never heard of any of these people. Elliot Brood, maybe? Luke's Interna. Oh, my goodness. They're <laughs> even making 
Latin puns. So one of my favorite artists that falls in the Southern Gothic uh-huh. is Karen Ellison. Okay. And she was actually married to Jack White for a bit. Okay. When they were married, um, she was writing songs and stuff like that, but, you know, kind of on her own without mm-hmm. him knowing it. And then after she had written several songs, like then she let him listen and so forth. And she um, put out an album. Hmm. Not necessarily with like his help. Mm-hmm. Like she did all the work without mm-hmm. him even knowing it. Um, and she's, she's really good. And I really like okay. her. Hmm. They right. weren't married for very long. Oh. Long enough for her to have gothic things to talk about and sing about. I'm pretty sure she was probably already a little gothic before that. I mean, to catch Jack White's attention, I'm sure she was already a little little dark. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So I grew up with country music. That's what my parents listened to. Okay. So when I was a little bitty kid, my mom would put us down for our naps and turn on the radio, mm-hmm. and I can remember hearing things like um, George Jones and Tammy Wynette and all that kind of thing. But I grew out of them when I got when I got to high school. I thought I don't want to listen to that anymore, and yeah. it, I'm sure it had as much to do with the fact that my parents were listening to it right. as it did with the music itself. So yeah, I don't know. I've never gone back to really liking country music, but I, there are certain songs. I really like story songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I once got this, this whole album of classic country story songs. Okay. Where, the, where um, good grief, and now I can't think of any. Like, like John Henry and like the, um, so one of the funniest. We've talked about this, I think, on a podcast episode before. Uh, Convoy by C.W. Mm-hmm. McCall. Like Johnny Horton? Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Horton. I've got a whole album of Johnny Horton. I learned yeah. American history from Johnny Horton. Yeah. Well, world history, really, you know. Yeah. From Johnny Horton. Yeah. I love Johnny Horton. Yeah. You tell me a story. I'm all over it. I don't care what genre it is. So. I like that, too. But yeah. With the, but I think that there's a lot more stories in music that we don't necessarily understand the story because we can't understand all mm. the words mm-hmm. or you know, understand the euphemisms that are in it. Yeah. It's true. That kind of thing. Yeah. Some of the songs that I was look, listen, looking at yesterday for the playlist were like that. Yeah. What is it? Knowing the Way or whatever. You know, the one I'm talking about. No. no. Not. <laughs> Should we're I play all, it? We're all I'm looking sorry. at you like, no. <laughs> no? I shouldn't play it. Okay, well, never mind then. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, that wasn't it. Oh, that wasn't it. Yeah. No. So it is so funny because every time there are certain little clips that people say, and it's like, oh, that's a song. And I kind of want to break into song. Like earlier mm-hmm. today during mm-hmm. our presentation, somebody said something, and I'm like, oh, that's from a song. And you said something. Oh, yeah, that, ha- that happens to me all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I wish I could remember what you'd said. So I'm do like, you sing? Or do you just think it in your uh, head? Oh, typically I think it in my head. Sometimes I do it at home. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Zach And the rest of your time. family looks at you funny, like, what are you yeah. doing? Zach will say, Mom, why do you do that? 
<laughs> because it's fun. It's and a I song. recognize what you said. It's it's a thing. So my husband would would sing songs like that. Like mm-hmm. I would say something and he'd burst into song, you know, mm-hmm. or say mm-hmm. something. And one of them was, What's up, pussycat? Wah wah wah. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> And then one day I heard it on the radio. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a real song. <laughs> well, sure. What's new? Pussy what's cat? new? Pussy yeah. Cat. Yeah. 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 And the other one was everybody is kung fu fighting, and he <laughs> he said something like, and I'm I hear it on the radio. You didn't I'm know like, that was a song. I think I probably knew that one before I knew the other one. He's just so funny because he'll break out in the song, and I think he's making something up. And, and he's then, never making it up. No, it's a real song. <laughs> so now I kind of feel like I'm doing that to Zach. You know, <laughs> you've been through the hazing. Now it's his turn, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, we do that in my house all the time. Yeah. Because we were, we were, Jeff and I were brought up with very different kinds of music. He was brought up with um, big band music and, and the early jazz kind of standards. Oh. And, and also then when he was in high school, he played saxophone. So he was in a, a band, a big band. Yeah. So he knew all those songs like String of Pearls and, you know, all the, the Basie and Ellington and Tommy Dorsey and all those songs. He knew all those. His parents had listened to him and then he played him. Mm-hmm. I knew none of those songs. You know, I might have heard one in a movie or something, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. But I've got the country and then I listened to pop rock, but Jeff listened to classic rock. So we've got everything covered. So anytime anybody says something, one of us is going to break out in song. It, and, and nothing stops us. Sorry. No, that's fine. You've done that. But we won't times. go. Yeah, I know, all the yeah, time. I do it in the, You're good. in the library. I do it here. I do it everywhere. Because <laughs> it just makes me think. Oh, that's what it was. Marianne said, your birthday. And I'm like, you know, it's your birthday. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, not even the words. But it was like, that's the tune. It's like. <laughs> that's why I don't break out in song more, because I don't know exactly the words, maybe. Think but that I was know it? the tune. <laughs> How funny. That's funny. So, and I think it's a lot of the way somebody says it. It oh, triggers yeah. it in your brain. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah. Maybe the rhythm of the words th- that they put together or something. Yeah. Okay. That's great. <laughs> so, what are you thinking about, Chris? And I uh, never mm. mind. I shouldn't ask. No. <laughs> I'm thinking about, I was thinking about aviators. Aviators? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that is that a group? That's my favorite. He's my favorite dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not black metal. He's a guy. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's like a one man. And his name show. is plural. His name is Tyler Shaw, but his his music, his mo- moniker or whatever is aviators. Like plural. aviators, like the glasses. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> and I was just thinking about one of his songs. Huh. Okay. I ordered two CDs uh-huh. from him this that's week. A song. Oh, that's they're brand what you did. brand new uh-huh. coming out. I just have to share this because. Because this is my, you know, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I saw that he was going to offer to like autograph them, per- yeah. you know, personal autograph. So I emailed him and I said, you know, can you change my order and, and personally autograph my CDs? And he's like, right, yeah, sure thing. I'll change your order. And I did a happy dance for like five minutes. Wow. 
because I was like so excited. That's so excited. cool. Yes. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah. But he's a pretty much, I mean, you know, he's pretty much a one man show. I'm sure he's got a studio and he does collaborations mm-hmm. with people, but he's out of Florida. What, so what would you what you say is his style or his genre that he's done? I don't know. It's really eclectic. And all okay. the albums that come out are usually really fresh. Like he's got a lot of a lot of good like electric guitars and a lot of synth rock. Okay. And yeah. I don't know. I always yeah. say I always say that he's like he's kinda like the master of like the new eighties, new wave eighties style uh, music. Interesting. But he does a lot of folksy things too. Okay. And his lyrics are so moving. It's like hmm. so personal. Okay. Oh, that! What does that mean, Denise? <laughs> I sometimes <laughs> wish we were on camera too. Yeah, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. Right? Yeah. They just, say so much. It's just like I don't know. You just listen to it, and it's like I think he wrote this song about me. You know, it's great. <laughs> the best one is a song that never ends. I thought he wrote about ponies. This is he started out as a fandom musician. Okay. And and he wrote a lot of music inspired by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Because uh, now I get the connection. <laughs> because that actually is a huge, huge, like, uh, community yeah. of musicians, mm-hmm. is fandom musicians. Oh, um, really? not And uh, lots mm-hmm. of fandoms, but in the My Little Pony fandom, it, it's, like, huge. Like, you could listen to probably a different artist Every day, all year, and you'd never, you'd never listen to all of them. Like, so are they inspired by the soundtrack? Sometimes. Are they inspired the by, by the story, it. by the pictures, by, by the characters? You name it. Every bit. You name it. Wow. Yeah, and there's like whole fandom albums. That's amazing. And they're all varieties. There's- all varieties There's of music. There's Harry Potter fandom that's true. musicians out there too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I have like seen I can't them. think of any fandom that doesn't right have well, yeah Star Wars. There's bands out there dedicated I to Star Wars. That My Little Pony <laughs> is it is a huge is an fandom? adult fandom, <laughs> yeah. not a kid seven year old seven year old girls. It's yeah, it's both. Yeah, it is both. But Aviators is a fandom musician because he has done songs yeah. about Star Wars. He's got a new one coming out on his album that's about Rogue One. Okay. Inspired by Rogue One. But this is not fandom like like Weird Al Yankovic. No. No, it's like... I those, love his Star like Wars did, songs. <laughs> he's done did a few that were inspired by Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Oh, so wow. Cool. And It. He did one for It, the new movie. Oh, my goodness. Um, but he also does one. more like personal music mm-hmm. like actual songs about yeah that, that aren't related to a fandom right wow five nights at freddy's hmm. is that a nightmare on elm street no nah, it's like a series of video games mm-hmm. which oh, okay. i've never so, played i'm not sure i would enjoy them very much just i don't know they seem kind of hokey to me yeah. but some of the music that's come out of that fandom is right on it's right hmm. on. okay he did one for Zootopia. Huh. Yeah. You name it. So you meant it when you said eclectic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. So we might have to listen to some of those when you get his CDs. Yeah. 
right? You said or you ordered can, his CDs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or I can share it with you on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Give us free stuff, Spotify. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to download Spotify. And um, <laughs> So, yeah, even though I like the hard stuff, the really, really hard stuff, the... The black metal and death mm-hmm. metal and stuff like that. I like a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff too. Like I'm a, I'm not really. I guess not really a closet, but it's not something I usually openly share. But I'm like a closet Taylor Swift fan. Wow, you are? really? Yeah, seriously. Okay. Are you a believer? No, definitely not. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny, Denise? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Did I even knew that word? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> but you directed it at Chris. <laughs> well, it just kind of came after Taylor Swift. Sorry. I don't know. That's okay. Okay. I mean, I know that's very different. But so, until I joined a gym, like almost two years ago, I had no idea what was in the top 40. I mean, I knew some names because mm-hmm. of celebrity stuff or, you know, this person was in Entertainment Weekly because I got caught doing whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But the gym has music going all the time to mm-hmm. keep you moving and, you know, doing all that. And most of it is current artists. They're, mm-hmm. They've started throwing in a few retro artists, but I think maybe those retro artists have put out new or, you know, compilation albums or something. I don't think they're just pulling, like, 40-year-old albums to throw in. But so now I see these people. Like, the other day I saw Bruno Mars something featuring Cardi B, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I saw... Um, 50 Cent featuring... Justin Bieber? I mean, it was just the odd combination of things. And it was, it was, and that's all, that's happening a lot. Uh-huh. Like, it'll be this artist or this group featuring somebody completely unrelated to them doing weird stuff, like on top of or next to what they're doing. And it's very interesting that they're doing that because I think it used to be that once in a while you'd have you know, this group do something with that group mm-hmm. or this artist do something with that artist. But it was a big deal. It was unusual. Like and Alan now, Jackson and um, the beach guy. What's his name? Jimmy Buffett? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you knew who I was talking about, right? The beach guy. Margaritaville, okay. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See what I mean about names? And Okay. Anyway. So, but, but I think that happens a lot now that, that somebody will do some album and they'll have somebody featured mm-hmm. who does a, maybe a different style, like a rapper with an R&B or, a, you know, somebody like that. It's sometimes it's great and sometimes it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like sometimes There's they're one, like in The like, one that yeah. I saw with featuring Justin Bieber, I thought, oh, good grief, why is he even there? Yeah. And then sometimes they're playing the music videos and that particular music video, like the beat is this, this kind of steady... Yeah, that's what a beat is. I'm sorry. It it's not a fast moving thing, mm-hmm. but the dancers are just flailing themselves like at double time mm-hmm. just to be moving and flailing. And I'm thinking they're going to hurt themselves and they need to stop <laughs> and they need to slow down. But if they were slowing down, they wouldn't be showing you all their moves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of thing. So I would speculate anyway. that a lot of that is just to get as many popular names on there as yeah. they can. Yeah, So that more so. people will 
by it or whatever. Or find it on Spotify because, some, because yeah. Spotify will throw it at, yeah. it, at them. Because yeah. sometimes it's just like like 15 seconds that somebody's in a song hmm. and it's like featuring so-and-so and, the, you know, it's like 15. And they may do a little intro thing and then the rest of and the song it. is the other person. Yeah, yeah maybe it, so. It, it like has hmm. no, uh, very little contribution to okay. it at all. So it's not really yeah. like a collaboration. And that's why it's they like do somebody who's a different a different style or a different genre just to pull in more people to maybe listen to this other person. Yeah, it makes sense. But I, I think a lot of people, a lot of singers are crossing over genres too, like country and, yeah. and pop rock, like Taylor Swift and mm-hmm. Shania Twain kind of mm-hmm. cross over a little bit. Um, you know, it's interesting that um, Denton Community Theater is doing just one weekend of Ring of Fire is what, the, what it's called. And it's a, it's not a, it's not like Walk the Line where mm-hmm. it's the story of Johnny Cash, but it's a like a Johnny Cash tribute show. And um, they were, my husband was supposed to go and be playing um, banjo, auto harp, mandolin. And he said, you know, I've been looking at, I've been listening to all these original recordings. They don't have any of these instruments. I mean, these are what you expect in bluegrass mm-hmm. or something else, but most of Johnny Cash is rockabilly. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that. You've just got the rhythm section. You've got two or three guitars. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. And then the, the voices. So he's going to have to go and talk to them and say, I don't think you need me <laughs> because these instruments aren't authentic to the music you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be kind of interesting. And, it, and I think country has done a lot of that. You know, you you can't tell sometimes who's country and who's... I don't know if pop rock is still a thing. I yeah, guess it is. I'm not sure exactly I guess I don't know. Say it is, but but yeah. sometimes you hear somebody and you think, "Oh, they're that," and then you see them and the way they dress tells you, "Oh no, mm-hmm. there's something else." Yeah, that you couldn't tell just by listening to them, right? Because there's so much crossing and mixing mm-hmm. and trying new things in your genre that that have been old hat in the other one and everybody does it it's Mm -hmm. interesting so when i was in high school i started listening to pop rock okay so i liked the carpenters and the archies and the bgs the go-go's uh, that was, that was that the was 80s. Later. That was yeah. the 80s. She missed that decade. Sorry. Remember? Sorry, I missed them. My little sister, it was really funny. My little sister is the person who introduced me to the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And somebody else, I don't know. But, you know, those just a little younger. But I got, I got kind of stuck. And mm-hmm. so then I started going backwards and listening to, like, 60s activist folk music. Mm-hmm. So... Interesting. Did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles, or you know, the real Beatles, mm-hmm. not the crazy Beatles. And <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah, <laughs> the short hair Beatles, not the long hair Beatles. Oh. So like the first three years, not the last clean three cut years. Beatles, not hippie Beatles. Well, yeah, I, I like more of Hard Day's Night mm-hmm. than back in the USSR. But, I mean, I've listened to all of them. But those earlier ones are the ones I know better. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah I think it so. It does make sense, yes. I'd never heard I it guess. that way. Before. I don't know. Yeah. 
I just taking the time to make the distinction yeah. between. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some later ones that I really, really like, mm-hmm. but I just know those those earlier ones better. I don't know why. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mamas and the Papas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Until I started reading about their real lives. <laughs> Holy cow. So that's a thing I have trouble with. If I find out that people are just... Awful people? Awful people. It makes me not like their music, and that's terrible, because... It's still good music. Right. It's true. So, yeah. The Mamas and the Papas were horrible people. Mm-hmm. I mean. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. But I know that it does taint. I mean, even actors. It do- oh, sure. Yeah. It does. It really does. So, th- yeah, so. that's something, you know, we're dealing with with authors and mm-hmm. accusations and all that kind of thing, you know. Yep. I'm not going to pull it out of my library, but I'm probably not going to be recommending their their books much, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. Anyway, yes, them. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to make a confession right here. On the podcast. Oh, like, oh on wow. The podcast. <laughs> Pay attention. I love Barry Manilow's music. Yeah. Yeah, I think Barry Manilow is actually a talented singer. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as well. Yeah, a talented songwriter too. I like some of the things that he didn't write that he's recorded, but I also like a lot of the things he's he's written. I like Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond is, so my father in law was a Neil Diamond fan, Uh like fan. He had every album that came out. As soon as it came out, and he, that's what he would play on Christmas. You know, uh-huh. that would be, it would be Neil Diamond, and it was just interesting. Neil Diamond had to grow on me. Yeah. Yeah. He did a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all like either one of those? Not particularly, mm. no. I know, I know who Neil Diamond is. Yeah. I, if I heard one of his songs, I might. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but Neil Diamond. <laughs> Never yeah. So like I would never be like, I need to listen to some Neil Diamond right now. But if I heard it, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, why are we listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, so here's my second confession I will make right here on the podcast. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> speaking of those that you say, oh my gosh, why am I listening to this? So, I told you my husband had listened to very different kind of music growing up. Well, he also listened to very different kind of music as a college student, mm-hmm. as an adult. So he is a huge Bob Dylan fan. And I prefer melodies. <laughs> so, like, I like to be able to walk away from listening to a song and be able to hum the tune. Mm-hmm. And when Bob Dylan sings a song, you don't know what the tune is. You have to go look at the music to see what the tune was supposed to be because oh. Dylan's going... Yeah. I'll agree with that. So (laughs) he's got some (laughs) some really interesting poetry. The Mm -hmm. the lyrics lyrics. are very interesting. He's got some really deep, you know, things that he's exploring Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But I I would much rather hear somebody else sing Bob Dylan's music than listen to Bob Dylan Mm -hmm. do anything. Mm. That's how my husband feels about Barry Manilow. (laughs) <laughs> he hates Bob Barry Manilow. So we have agreed, 
we've been married a very long time. Mm-hmm. We we have agreed that he listens to Bar- Bob Dylan on his own, and I listen to Barry Manilow on my own. And when we are together, we don't listen to either one of them. Wow. So that's how that goes. Wow. Yeah. Secrets to a happy marriage, y'all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go your way, I'll go mine. And when we're together, <laughs> we'll listen to something we agree else. to disagree. <laughs> that's right. Unless, yeah, I find that if the, unless it's that music that has brought you together, you're probably not going to agree on music on a lot of Oh, we agree on a lot of music. Yeah. We, we both like the 60s folk music okay, people. Okay, well, prove me wrong. <laughs> well, okay, I'll try. No, no, you already did. You already Peter did. Paul and Mary, we both love Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah. Anything Peter Paul and Mary do, um, we both were music majors in college. So, um, so music kind of did bring you together. Well, or? absolutely, absolutely. Music in general, <laughs> in general. sort of brought us together. Um, but so there's classical music that we both like. I mean, there you know we have some differences, but. That there's a lot of classical music that we both mm-hmm. like. We both like a lot of show tune kind of things because we've both been involved in performances of things, both like Gilbert and Sullivan, silly operetta sort of stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, broad, more Broadway musical kind of musical theater kind of things. But and he's real into instrumental music now because he's he plays classical guitar and jazz guitar and things like that so a lot of times he's listening to a guitar player and I'm okay with that for a while but it's not what I would choose if mm-hmm. I were just listening by myself hmm. but anyway yeah gotcha sorry I just have to throw out John Denver <gasps> I love John Denver okay thank you John Denver. although yeah, I, I did find John out Denver. that John Denver is not a country boy yeah. He's from Los Angeles. He grew up he went to Los Angeles High School <gasps> and then made himself over to be a country boy. Nice. Yeah, but I think he did a really nice job of it. <laughs> yeah. country, country so here's a funny thing I found out about him. The nineteen seventy six Winter Olympics were in Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. And ABC, NBC, whichever, whichever, I think it was ABC, was gonna be the the network that televised you know had the the show and did the whole thing so john denver thought it would be a good idea to pitch to abc higher-ups that he go to sarajevo on their behalf and be a traveling troubadour during the winter olympics and he did but it was his idea just completely. And he went to them and pitched this idea that they send him to Sarajevo and be a traveling troubadour during the Winter Olympics. So another interesting little tidbit about that, not really specifically, but um, so Annie's song was mm-hmm. uh, the song we picked for our wedding. Oh. And... Um, so we'd heard a lot of different, I mean, there's a, I don't know, documentary something on, um, that we were watching and a lot of people would come up to him and say that, oh yeah, we picked that for our wedding or, you know, that's our favorite mm-hmm. song and all this. And, um, he wrote it for his wife, uh, if I remember correctly and she hated it. 
<gasps> really? She really had a problem with him. Is because that why they got divorced? Because he wrote that song for her? <laughs> Probably. <gasps> but he was always... <laughs> no, I don't know. He was traveling all the time. Yeah. And he was doing all this other stuff, and he wasn't spending any time with her. Oh, and, yeah. But yet, he would come home, and he would write this these songs, and everybody else was like... Like, oh, that's, that's going to make it all right, okay. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, anyway... So I hope he had had fun in Sarajevo because his wife was probably not happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) He probably came home and wrote her a song. Hmm. Now that's interesting. No, I don't know. So here's a funny, another funny thing about John Devere. I had the album, the vinyl of um, Winter Snow, Aspen Glow, Aspen Glow. Mm -hmm. So it's Winter Snow, Aspen Go, blah, 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 blah. It's about the winter and the, the mountains in Colorado, which he wasn't from either. Um, <laughs> but it was, all, it was all songs about winter and being in the snow in the mountains. Uh-huh. And so I had this album. Like, I grew up with a record player and, like, three, album, three records, you know. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't have a lot of records. Yeah. But when it was summertime and I had to vacuum... Mm-hmm. I would put that album on and turn it up really, really loud so that I could hear it over the vacuum, and I was cooler. I didn't get so hot because it was all about winter and snow. Yeah, winter you know, really loud. And I'm sure you were using the vacuum as your microphone and singing while you were vacuuming. Well, it, no, it was a stick vacuum, but <laughs> you know, I was singing at the top of my lungs, definitely. But yeah, that's funny. Do you ever do that while you're cleaning, Chris? Just <laughs> Turn the music Belt up. out singing. Just yep. take yeah. those old records off the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, no. That's funny. That's John Denver, too? Yeah. No. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was his name? Seeger. Bob Seeger. Bob Seeger. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was... I was... That was one of my favorite Whatever songs. movie that is where it's Tom Cruise. Risky oh, Business. Risky Business. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the other one, the winter one. Oh, yeah, 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 the winter one. Yeah. yeah no, I know that other one's not John. <laughs> sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of people that aren't, like, the country singers that weren't really country. Oh, yeah. Really country, yeah. Yeah, that everybody thinks, like, oh, yeah, they're the classics of country music mm-hmm. and, like, Patsy Klein. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah, from what I understand, she was not country at all, was not into country anything. It just happened to be where they, like, somebody found her in her voice, and mm-hmm. that's where they stuck her, and that's... How that's you know that's how hmm. she made her made her cash and so was she unhappy? I don't in that. I don't Do you know? know. It's been that's a long time since I learned that, but we yeah. talked about it in a music musicology. She was crazy. Class. <laughs> you want to know who's crazy? Roy Acuff. What? Who is that? Yeah, he's uh, he was an uh, he was was a country singer. He like, mm-hmm. but he got heat stroke from like I guess playing. Was he in Major League Baseball or some? some pl- yeah, he's like either know. that or some kind of baseball. But he had heat stroke and it kind of made him. Oh. Kind of made him nuts. Crazy. Kind of oh fried his brain goodness. a little. Huh. Hmm. And he's saying the song about the great speckled bird. No idea. And he thought it was real. No. no. Okay. It was like supposed to be a metaphor for like all the different churches or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Still weird. Like the speckled bird was supposed to be like all the different. People of the body uh, and, okay. and different, and, and I, I'm like, okay, I guess, I okay. guess, uh, you know, but I could really represent any kind of uh-huh. variety, but you know, hmm, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's, it was the same tune for 
the, the, the tune for The Great Speckled Bird later became the same tune for the Honky Tonk Angels. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wasn't God who made great speckled birds. Sorry, I just put those together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. As all of us are looking at you like... like what? <laughs> so you know, it wasn't God who made honky-tonk angels. That's how that song starts. Yeah. So I put the greats... Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so, but that reminded me. I also like... Uh, so I love Woody Guthrie. <laughs> the songs he did, though, because they're kind of folky, folksy sort of, mm-hmm. sort, sort of songs. I think so. the, the origin of all rock music, like, yeah. as we know it, like probably all of our like, modern American music as we know it, like pop music and rock music and mm-hmm. stuff, was uh, Robert Johnson. Oh, that guy. Yeah. You know, he was the very, like, the very first blue, wandering bluesman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did, like, the, the really slow blues songs, like, Hellhounds on My Trail, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, hmm. like, but I think he was the first, I think he was the first one that, like, pioneered that kind of, like, sound, like, the definitely the blues sound, and then really all the rock music just mm-hmm. comes from the blues. Right. So. Mm. So what about, like, Janis Joplin? Jimi Hendrix, those people, anybody listen to them? I am not a fan of Janis Joplin. I, I feel I, like Janis Joplin almost like I feel about Bob Dylan. Yes, exactly. I was exactly about to say that. That to me, Janis Joplin is right up there with Bob Dylan. Like so, with people that can't sing? Yeah, away. and like, why? Am, why? Why? Makes sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of why. Is that like the black metal? Like it's just like screaming kind of stuff. A lot of it is. Yeah, yes. like bang your head, and I, that's why I'm like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> it's it's very esoteric. <laughs> but that's more of like you know, if you can't understand it, you can look at the lyrics on yeah. the, in the that yeah. they. Well, sure, now I can. It's not that I can't understand what Janis Joplin is saying. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to listen to her say it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I think with her, probably it's a a lot the same thing. If you heard somebody cover her Mm -hmm. songs, it might be really good to listen to. But having to listen to her voice sing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Does that make us musical snobs? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm okay with that. Everybody's okay got a little musical that. snobbery, right? <laughs> a little. I'll just I'll just go, you know, I always I'll go on the on the, on the, on record. the record here though and saying that no matter what I say about it, whatever other kind of people music people enjoy listening to, I don't I'm really I don't really care. I don't care what you listen to. Listen yeah. to what you like cuz that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Well, yeah. yeah. I may not like it, but I don't care. If you I'm not going to judge you for listening to it. <laughs> So that's just yeah we can just agree on that right? Well, I, no, yes, no, we don't have to agree. I, I'll just I'll agree with myself. That's <laughs> fine. That's all that matters. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I won't speak for everyone in the room. I'll just speak Man, for myself. I just made a great here. statement. That was awesome. I just agree with myself. <laughs> I'm gonna 
but yeah, I will say things. You know, I'll say things like, you "Good know, job." Hey. The Dixie Chicks are ridiculous or whatever. But I don't. Care. I don't care if you like the Dixie Chicks. That's what? fine. That's, yeah, that's your thing. You like them. That's fine. You should listen to them as long as you don't make me listen to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yep. 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 So, have you? Has anybody here in the room listened to a cover of a song? And then suddenly realize, like, how deeply meaningful or powerful the song is when it's done by someone else. Like, recently I heard a cover of um, Jealous Guy Mm -hmm. that was originally done by um, John Lennon. Mm -hmm. And it was covered by Hooray for the Riff Raff. And she's basically just singing acapella and, you know, with a little bit of guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I hear John Lennon sing it, like, it irritates the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when I heard her sing it, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, when she sang it, it was about, and to me, like, what I took from the song was that John Lennon was an abusive, awful person. Yeah. And when she was singing it, it just sort of turned it around. Like, she mm. was the one in the abusive relationship. Oh. And I was like, whoa. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting. Well, I know that, um, like, Johnny Cash, Hurt, mm-hmm. that was a cover of Nine Inch Nails. Yep. And it's so much more powerful when yeah. Johnny Cash does it. Because when you, yeah, when you know about the, his history and you mm-hmm. know, the mm-hmm. things he lived through. And, and not that yeah. Trent Reznor, when he wrote it for Nine Inch Nails, I mean, he was writing sure. about his drug addiction. Right. But, it, but but yes, but when Johnny Cash did it, it was, I think, a lot a lot more powerful. And then the style, I guess the style he did mm-hmm. in, probably. Mm. But, yeah. So, that's that's another example. And other covers that I've, I've enjoyed a lot of covers mm-hmm. of songs that I didn't really like the song. Yeah. Or the artist, but I really liked the cover. Yeah. Mm. And I think covers are probably what actually got me into Taylor Swift, because before... Mm. I probably wouldn't have given it a second thought. Mm-hmm. But then I listened to some like covers, like hard rock covers of some of her songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what was it? Ryan Adams yeah. did a whole cover of he, her album. He did her entire yeah. 1989 oh album. Yeah. <laughs> Every oh, song. Funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So any other examples, covers that were more powerful by other artists? Hmm. I know I've heard this, but I can't can't think what that happened to me not that long ago i heard a song that i hadn't heard in years and years by somebody new and mm-hmm. i thought oh wow that it's a new and different meaning and, and tori amos covered uh 97 bonnie and clyde which was originally an eminem song and really? it was amazing it was haunting yeah <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> hmm. now mine's been more like understanding the song and what they're actually talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's been more like, Oh, I can't believe that. I loved this song. And now they're talking about that. <laughs> mm. I didn't know that's what it was mm. about. And so it just really, yeah. Yeah. So some covers have ruined songs for you a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Cause you can actually understand those words. Yes. Mm. And and then and it's like why did I not understand that before? 
I don't understand why. I mean, the connection just mm-hmm. didn't. You know, I think in. a lot of times, well, part of it you've already said was the euphemisms that are used and you yeah. just don't know what they mean. Yeah. So you don't understand what that is. But I think sometimes it's it's like with um, with children reading books that sometimes have you know, mature themes or mature scenes in them that yeah. it's not that big a deal to a kid because they mm-hmm. don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're like that with music. If we heard something when we were 14, mm-hmm. 20 years later, 40 years later, however many years mm-hmm. later, you listen to it again and you think, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what that's about. I <laughs> so, have no idea. And, the, and I don't know the name of the song. And... Do you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's all about cheating. No, it's yeah. not. I mean, yeah, it is, but not really. It kind of... And that's one of the main it's ones. It's actually... This, it has a punchline at the end. Do you, yeah. At, well, it does. Because at the end, he finds out that... She it, it was, her, she it was, was the one who wrote the letter. Right. So they both were doing they it. They were both doing it, but there was like they were cheating on each other with, with each, each other. other. Right. It just happened to be each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more about the punchline so, than the cheating. Yeah, so that one's really about we're soulmates and we were meant for each other and there's nothing can take uh, us apart. Except because that at some point I yeah. am A-OK with cheating on you. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see what soulmates. you mean. Know, soulmates. I definitely see soulmates. what you mean. We just didn't know. Yeah. We had to explore a little to find that out. <laughs> Wait, this is a family-friendly podcast. We'll, we'll right. go elsewhere. Okay. So, one of the things that that really kind of struck me when it was when I learned that the monkeys weren't a real group that just got together and started singing together. <laughs> All of the monkeys. Because because I didn't know. You know, I was a kid. I was watching them on TV. I liked their music. And then later on, I read about them and how some you know these these record producers pick that guy and that mm-hmm. guy and that guy and each one of them for a reason mm-hmm. and pulled them together and said okay go we're going to put you on tv like as if you were a musical group mm-hmm. and then we're going to put out records like as if you were a real musical group and now let's go on tour like as if you were a musical group what, what? did we call that uh fictional yeah, fictional bands, fictional... There's another but, term for it, isn't it? But it's different than Spinal Tap. Because Spinal Tap never did those things. Right. They just did the mockumentary. <laughs> yes. But you can buy their album. Yeah. You can buy You can probably the buy their Stonehenge model, too. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm confused about the whole monkeys thing. Because <laughs> we're all confused oh, oh. about the monkeys. Okay, but at some point, did they not actually become a real band? Yes, exactly. they did. That's what I'm I mean. Thinking. They, I mean, they started as they a did. fake band. Right. And then they went on yeah. being a fake band. But then at some point, wouldn't we consider them a real band? Yes. Well, I guess. I mean, because they went on anyway. Because you pull people were. from, and but, they they played their own instruments and sang their own songs. But you do it your well. That depends on who you ask. Like Davy Jones was working hard just to get that tambourine in. You know, he would. That was not his real strong suit. <laughs> it was musicality. <laughs> so you're saying? Are you saying that he wasn't able to sing? No, I'm not saying that at all. That was his strength. That was oh, what he okay. did. Okay, all right. The tambourine was a little bit of a stretch, but... But he like, could sing. Okay. Yes, he could. And he was pretty. 
then really that's all that matters. And that's that's the reason he got the gig. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be now, on TV. You got to look yeah. around at the uh, it was it was very interesting how he was the pretty one. Michael Naismith was the talented one, really, when you look back now. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they got Peter Tork. Like, uh, he's the eccentric, weird one, I that guess. The, is that the drummer? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> Mickey Dolan's. Oh. The drummer's Mickey. I, I don't know what his thing is either. I guess he's just the drummer. <laughs> but if you're, if you're the he drummer, was always the one who the, wore the. You're just the, the, you're just the drummer. The, no one talks to you. The outlandish clothes. <laughs> like, Peter had the weird knitted cap. Like, he yeah. could be a hipster today. Sure. With the kind of clothes he wore, but I don't know. So we, the the Texas Rangers used to have concerts after the game mm-hmm. in the old stadium, and we went to see the Monkees one night. Like it was the game, and then the Monkees. It was very odd because, of course, Michael Naismith wasn't there because he didn't go touring with them in the reunion because he was doing his real stuff. So I don't know at what point he thought he was in a real band. Mm. So maybe he never thought he was in a real band. Hmm. I don't know. He always kind of, after he left them, he sort of looked back like, hmm, I don't talk about that anymore. I saw the monkeys once. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Two of them. At the zoo? No. <gasps> oh, sorry. No, I really did see the monkeys, two of them. <laughs> so which okay. two? It was Davy Jones and the drummer. Mickey Dolan. Mickey Dolan's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were the only two guys that were that were there for that. Okay. That tour was probably yeah. one of their last ones. I don't know if they. I got to see them. the Beach Boys once. Yeah, I like saw them most too. Of them. When I was like four, yeah. most of them. <laughs> well, you know, Brian didn't go out much. So, but yeah, as long as there's more than one. Yeah, the there's Boys. definitely more than one. So <laughs> this is funny. We um a, cu- a few years ago on Jeff's. Just what? One. If there's just one, is it just Beach Boys? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, so never mind. This isn't going to work. <laughs> that, that's how words work. <laughs> you so changed the whole name of the band. This is where we got to with aviators before. That's this not, one guy. That's not the same thing, though, because those are gossip. <laughs> Still a plural for one guy. Okay. Um, so, Steppenwolf was going to be at Windstar. So, this was right around Jeff's birthday. He loved Steppenwolf. Oh. So, we got tickets to Steppenwolf. We got there. It was one guy from Steppenwolf and a backup band that were playing all the Steppenwolf songs. That's who he was. And there are other people from Steppenwolf who are out there still, but they weren't playing with him. Hmm. So, somehow he got to keep the name. I don't know if there's some other group out touring as Steppenwolf, too. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, that's the deal. Hmm, that does make you wonder how that, that works. It, it does when a band breaks up. Yeah, yeah. No, that reminds me of uh, the Gorgoroth black metal band. Oh. At one point, they had split, and that happened. Like one yeah. of the, one group of the band went off and kept playing as Gorgoroth, and another group of the band didn't play for well. And then came back as the real Gorgoroth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and he was oh, like, and, and and in an interview in in the book I, I read about all the black metal stuff, um, that you know, at the end of the interview, they asked him like if anybody ever tried to cover their music or or anything like that, and he's like, yeah, I think somebody may have tried to cover our band one time. I think they called themselves Gorgoroth. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! 
Brandon. <laughs> So yes, that kind of thing does That's happen. Funny. That's funny. There's, there's got to be some kind of legality. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And at some point, somebody's got to sign off, or somebody's got to say, oh, or or sue them mm-hmm. for breach of copyright, or well, I don't know bands, what something. But um, that I really like, uh, Veruca Salt. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily like best friends or anything like that when they started. It was mm-hmm. two two girls, um, Louise Post and Nina Gordon. And when they started their band, yeah, you know, because they played kind of the same music and so they started a band together. Okay. Several years later, Louise Post starts dating Dave Grohl. Okay. Uh, somewhere along the way, he decided that she wanted to date Dave Grohl too. And so they broke up. Like, everybody broke up. Dave Grohl dumped them both for putting on a writer. <laughs> <laughs> but the band broke up. Nina Gordon left and went and started her solo career. And Louise Post kept Baruch Assault and just brought mm. someone else in and actually put out this really great album, which she called Resolver, which was all about how much she hates Nina Gordon. Um, but they recently got back together and now what? Baruch Assault is the original lineup. How funny. It's weird. That is weird. But I'm like, I don't know how Louise Post yeah. kept the name. Like, why did she get to keep the name? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, there's so many that break off and then they make, I mean, like Paul McCartney. Yeah. Or um, somebody else I was just thinking of. But they really market themselves their name versus mm-hmm. the previous band name. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he was always, it was Paul McCartney and Wings or Paul McCartney and whatever yeah. along the way. And now I think it's finally really, it's just Paul McCartney. But he's doing all those songs from all of those mm-hmm, groups mm-hmm. yeah yeah hmm. so i was watching forensic files mm-hmm. yeah and this was oh my gosh this episode of forensic files is so old but that doesn't matter it was, it's great <laughs> but i was watching forensic files and this forensic linguist was talking about how he was looking over these old letters for evidence and so forth and, mm-hmm. you know, developed a profile and all that. He was one of the singers from Shauna Na. What? Yeah. So, not, I guess, more of a lead singer capacity. Uh-huh. He, uh, I guess whenever he left Shauna Na, he decided to go get himself a forensic degree and he became a forensic linguist. For real. For reals. Wow. That's funny. Okay, so one of the most talented people ever to record, I think, was Freddie Mercury. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it it just amazes me the range of his voice, Mm -hmm. the kinds of music that he wrote, the kinds of stuff he was willing to do on piano because he was so talented with that too. That... I love Queen's music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I discovered Queen, not at the time, but later. As, as did, did yeah. I? And yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so probably 10 years ago or so, I, I said something about, you know, Freddie Mercury and how amazing he was as a musician. And my daughter just looked at me like, Really? you'd think that because you you know about him, right? You know what his life was like and the kind of, you know, lifestyle mm-hmm. he lived and all this. And 
it's pretty, pretty intense. And I said, well, yeah, but now, so now I'm going back on what I said earlier, Mm -hmm. but he was such a talented musician that I guess I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And maybe because the fact that he was dead when I discovered him, Mm -hmm. I was willing to let it go because he was already gone. See, there we go. Let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And now we broke into Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to build a snowman? I think that no. I think that you have at some point you cannot separate the art from the artist. Yeah. But I think that there's some artists that break all those barriers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. surpass that. And even though you look at their life and you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is awful. Mm-hmm. I think Elton John but, is one of, although Elton John is not a horrible person by any means. He's just odd looking and, you know, eccentric <laughs> and weird. And so it's like, it's like, <laughs> It's like with Barry Manilow. I love listening to him, but if I have to see him, he's just so goofy. Like I'm, I just <laughs> Can't like take him seriously. Okay, turn off the turn off. Don't look at the don't look at the screen. Just listen. It'll be it'll yeah. be all good. But yeah, I think the really great ones mm-hmm. can can surpass that. Can, I think maybe that's the, that's why Woody Guthrie has the the, the art the, can live on. Yeah, because yeah. you think about like Prince. And um, even Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think art can mm-hmm. can surpass that. I think definitely there are some where you can't separate mm-hmm. the artist from the from the art. It might be good art, mm-hmm. but is it great art mm-hmm. that'll make you forget? Yeah. Well, especially if the art is is endorsing. The thing that makes them right, bad. then yes, then yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a different thing, yeah. but mm-hmm. but yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I mean, I know I've said it before, but a lot of the like the original, the what second wave of black metal mm-hmm. musicians, a lot of them were awful people, awful. like killed people, yeah, mm-hmm. killed people for like you know, very homophobic or oh, racist wow. reasons yeah. and things like that. But some of the music you listen to, and it's just like, like. This guy was this, and he wrote. He did this. It's like hmm. I don't know. I just think that there's something transcendent mm-hmm. about it. So I think some things can. Yeah, and I think other things are always going to be tied to the artist. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, sometimes that's a barrier because mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been like, I don't think I should listen to that because this so and so did this. But well, and you get to a point where you're listening to it. And it automatically brings up yeah. the horrible thing that you found out about them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it gets ruined. Right. While great art, you mm-hmm. might be like, I can't believe that this person did this thing, but then created this. Yeah. Right. And the art isn't really Yeah. So tainted. this reminds me of a of a quote from Julie Heberlin's book paper ghosts that we that we were talking Mm -hmm. about on tuesday night and this is actually the quote about photography that i Mm -hmm. that i used in one of the questions i asked her and and it's about how um photography is both a window and a mirror so it lets you into the photographer's mind and Mm -hmm. their even their soul depending on what the photograph is but it also reflects 
the person who's viewing the photograph and everything they bring to it. And that's it's that way with any kind of art. So mm-hmm. there's something coming from the person who who created that art, but then it's also what you bring to it in mm-hmm. in your frame of reference and that mm-hmm. that's always the way it is with any kind of art. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why art and and music in particular I just I think it's very it has a spiritual mm-hmm. element to it. Oh my gosh, I've got to share with some something with you. <laughs> it, in November of two thousand one, we got to go with the Arlington Choral Society to Italy and tour. So we got to sing like six concerts in various places around Italy. And one of the pieces we were singing was a setting of the Prayer of Saint Francis of Assisi, and it was a brand new setting that someone in Denton had written had never been performed, hadn't been published yet, and we were performing it on this tour. And we got to sing in the Grand Basilica of Assisi. Oh my gosh, mm. I've been there. It's amazing. And we got to sing this setting of the Prayer of St. Francis wow. in the Grand Basilica in Assisi. And that was one of those times when you're just standing there and you break out in goosebumps and it's just the most spiritual experience ever. And and for me, creating music mm-hmm. is really often one of those things. But, mm-hmm. but that was just truly one of the most transcendent experiences I've ever had. You know, being there, singing that music in that place where he was, where he lived, where he, mm-hmm. you know, made a difference. That's very cool. That is cool. And... It's a good. I guess that's a, a good example of, of something already has a spiritual context. Mm-hmm. But even music that's not intended to have any kind of a yeah, like I think that there's just something, like I said, something transcendent about mm-hmm. it. And if it speaks to you, it may, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and and not just the lyrics, you know, right? Like because I, I think that it's the music itself that. Oh, there's a funny thing that happened several years ago. I was I was a teaching fellow at UNT in the English department and. Um, teaching a beginning writing class, a, you know, early, early composition. And um, there were several of us that got together as teaching fellows and kind of trying different things about, you know, writing prompts and that sort of thing. And one of them we used was just playing music. And so our students at the beginning of class would get out their journals and just start writing and we would play music. And I had this one student that one semester who... On the, the day we tried that, you know, I was playing some kind of um, um, instrumental music. I think it was Vaughn Williams' uh, Fantasia on Green Sleeves or the, the, the Dove Ascending or something like that. And all she wrote over and over was, I hate music where they don't sing the, the words with it. I hate music where they don't sing the words with it. I hate music where they don't sing the words with it. And it's like... Do you think all music has words? That is interesting. And it, yeah. Hmm. So that was that was kind of an interesting response to that. Mm-hmm. Instrumental music written as instrumental music. Mm-hmm. And somebody and she was just really upset because no they weren't singing the words with it. <laughs> you could have been writing words to it all the way along. Yeah. Instead, you were griping. She missed a spiritual opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this long overdue podcast about music and our favorites and 
So y'all have a good day and come back and listen next time.